to another episode of the Herd Main Show. I am your herd leader, John Wayne. And I am your herd mom, Megan. And we are back uh, and continuing our, I guess, run, our series run of Clone Wars-inspired episodes. Because we're not done. Which has kind of been the topic lately. Um, we talked about Season 7, and then I guess last week wasn't so much about the Clone Wars so much uh, as it was about sort of the cause and effects, I, you know? We talked more yeah. about where clones sort of came from and the overall implication that you can clone. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the the more intriguing question, where they went after Order 66, um, turns out they were pretty much there the whole time. Yeah. Um, so some of the... So when we're talking about Rebels Rewatch later, um, every time we talk about a dead cl- uh, stormtrooper, it might be a clone trooper. There's about a 2 in 10 chance, I'd say. I don't like that thought. Yeah. I really don't like that thought. Um, so, but it's there. Now you can think about it. Um, so, have I said who I am? Who yes. are you? Yes. Did we? Yes. Are you dear. sure? Yes, dear. Okay. We did. Well, just in case, I'm Hurdley to John Wayne. And I'm covered in blankets. And that's Boba. And uh, so, yeah, so we're continuing with what originally was called uh, the Clone Wars Legacy. Um, mm-hmm. So, I thought what would be interesting to talk about, because... We've, for a while, planned on talking about um, Dark Disciple, um, the novel that essentially focuses on uh, Asajj Ventress, but also focuses very heavily on uh, sort of anti-hero Jedi Quinlan Voss. Um, That was something we were going to do anyway, Um, but then, of course, you started to fall even more in love with the character of Darth Maul. And so, okay, well, let's talk about Son of Dathomir. Um, And then, you know, it just kind of grew from there in terms of the number of mentions of, oh, well, they kind of did say that was going to happen. Or, oh, that that was kind of referenced, but the episode wasn't released. And then Season 7 comes out and uh, resurrects a couple of elements of um, legacy episodes um, and kind of altogether adds new stuff. Yeah. So um thought it would be interesting to, of course, talk about the rest of it, because uh, cl- the Clone Wars ended uh, f- technically in Season 5. Uh, season 6 is not called Season 6, and se- I think Season 7 is called Season 7, mm-hmm. but for the most part, um, the Season 6 was the Lost Missions. It was like stuff they released, but or were, were they were ready to release, but it was more of a, they weren't ready to release them as the end but they kind of became the end like they still had to end the series even because season five didn't end on a series ending moment because it kind of wasn't supposed to like they had planned off into i want to say like season eight as far as we know that makes me sad (laughs) yeah i mean it's tough it was it was tough initially when it happened and i know i was very against it originally Mm -hmm. Uh, because Disney was new and I had no idea where Star Wars was going at that point. Um, So I was very abrasive to the idea of Disney Star Wars originally because, uh, and I mean, the Clone Wars ending didn't help. You know, Mm -hmm. it just, it was hard because that was the only Star Wars we currently had. Oh yeah, we remember the gap very well from the prequels to the sequel films. Yeah, so we were kind of, I mean, not compared to now, but we were kind of riding high with... Uh, a good amount of Star Wars content. Yeah. And for that to just kind of stop. So, like, you know, when people complain about, um, you know, what happened to the canon of Star Wars, um, I won't say they got rid of canon because they're 
wasn't canon. I mean, I guess there was, but it was whatever George Lucas said. Yeah. Then there was everything else. But there was so much that George Lucas wasn't involved in. He didn't have a say-so in. He didn't care about. Yeah. Um, and so it was convoluted for sure. Um, some of those convoluted stories I love, though. Oh, yeah. It's something to remember about, you know, legends when we either put it on a pedestal or kind of tamp it down. Legends was kind of an Old West-style storytelling. Everyone was kind of like, I want to build my house and tell my story here. And so I'm going to do that without really any consideration for the stories that anyone else is writing. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't so much malicious. It's just everybody oh, no. everybody had access. Exactly, and everyone, everybody wanted to tell a different story. Um, and everything was canon at one point. Yeah, I mean, there's beauty to it, but there's a lot of flaws to it as well. And sometimes you don't see the flaws as much until you see the beauty. And I constantly praise Disney Star Wars for its storyboard group. Um, oh, yeah. The guiding force. It doesn't have to be just George Lucas, but it has to be someone or someones um, who are the kind of, you know, um, storytellers in terms yeah. of, you know, here's what exists, here's what doesn't, here's what you can change, and here's what you can't. And, yeah. and they influence everything. Nothing happens that doesn't pass through them. That's what yeah. should have existed forever. And I'm a firm believer that the storytellers that we have now, you know, be it animated TV or films or Disney Plus shows, I firmly believe that they are where they are because they deserve to be there. Like, yeah. they're not just hiring anyone off the street well, and, saying, hey, and, you want to write a Star Wars? Yeah, well, and and they, they are still able to do their own thing like it's they're they're not shackled and chained to things unless they're telling stories of very specific important characters obviously you can't do whatever you want with ben solo um you can't do whatever you want to a legacy character like anakin obi-wan lando like you know there's things you have to follow but then there's people that have created amazingly unique new characters um so there's still freedom definitely in in canon and so you know looking back it's just going back to talk about these and what could have been i mean it's not from a total we're glad we didn't get them it's better for what we got like it's not a total um washout of of that and it's definitely i mean i've definitely changed a lot in some of my star wars opinions um than what i initially reacted to uh, with this the Disney deal and all that other stuff, you know. Um, I mean, that said, still, it is tough to know, especially how many people care, cared about Star Wars and the Clone Wars and making the show, oh, yeah. that they didn't get the chance to. Um, but at the end of the day, I am happy for what we got. And I think, you know, it took a while to get there, but getting the ending we got with Season 7 uh, feels right. and. Yeah. The beauty is, um, you know, the, there's this quote from Pablo Hidalgo um, pertaining to these. Because most of these we know about, they came to light because of a panel at a Star Wars celebration. Like, it was literally the point where they were like, no more Clone Wars, so we might as well talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how wrong they were. I mean, that just goes to show how, many, how much time changes. But um, a quote from Pablo about it says, yeah, it's uh, even though those Clone Wars episodes did not get publicly revealed we still look at their core stories as having happened. 
uh, Pablo being one of their people on the story group. So, like, yeah. they still treat it as if it's there. Yeah. And he also does the uh, a lot of visual dictionaries. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because he's, yeah. like, the... Dude. He's a holocron, a walking <laughs> ho- holocron. He's incredibly impressive with his Star Wars knowledge. Yeah, and he cares about it, too. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't talk about it as someone who's memorized stuff. He talks about it because he, he's a person that seems to really yeah. like it. And those it's, are the best people oh, yeah. to have involved in Star Wars. There's a difference between studying Star Wars and loving it. Yeah. Um, and, and, so, and that's kind of the idea behind a lot of the story group stuff is just because something was unreleased or... Um, something like that, like, it's not, and until something that comes out that says it has changed or it hasn't happened, it's happened, you know, like, until certain things undo certain things, and I have that approach to my sort of headcanon, uh, philosophy in terms of until something says it can't happen, if I like it enough, it happened for all intents and purposes. Like, you know, the Battle of Mutalist where Dirge is involved, that happened. That happened. That happened. That Kirk, happened because Kirk, I wanted to happen. Right. Uh, Kukruk, being a Jedi that was fighting in the Clone Wars, Just is real cool. until they tell me he's not. Mm-hmm. And here's the beauty of it. There's not going to be a story where somebody comes out and says, oh, this guy never existed. Why? Yeah. Like, there's no way. So that means, in my heart of hearts, Kukruk always gets to live. And as like, far as it lives in my brain... IG-88 <laughs> is uploaded I knew into the it. Death Star two seconds before that, it explodes. Well, and that's the thing. It can it, it can fit. If it can fit, it fits. Like, I mean, yeah. unless something undoes it, and, and if it fits, here, here's it the fits. thing. It it has to work really hard to push out other stories. Like, yeah. you know, oh, well, clearly now, because of Season 7, we know that Part 2 of the 2003 Clone Wars series didn't happen. They didn't go on some peyote quest, and Anakin didn't you know, play with the ghost hand and all this other stuff. No, he didn't. But I don't like that story, so I'm okay with it not being canon. Um, but it did not undo the fact that Shock T fought off General Grievous. In fact, <laughs> it was partially referenced in yeah. Season 7. So it's like... It's, I was so happy. Yeah. Well, Dave Filoni's always played with that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, he's always kind of referenced. So, so all that to say, what we're talking about today is not necessarily all confirmed definitive canon but it's not not canon either uh it is in the ethos though it can be as real as you want it to be um and so uh what we wanted to talk about is because i'm more familiar with this uh than you are you're the expert i'm the dumb dumb (laughs) no um but talking you know, talking through some of these, um, because for some things, that's the most we can do is just talk about it because we'll never see it. Um, yeah. But talking through some of these things and your ideas on it, since you are such a Clone Wars fan, I am too, but I, I think you beat me out sometimes. Um, and also for people that haven't, uh, yeah. there, there's a lot of people that talk about a lot of particular episodes like, oh yeah, we've all heard about Bad Batch. Again, we all know Dark Disciples based on Unused episode. We all know Son of Dathomir's on. Yeah, but did you know the one about Tarful? Did you know the one about the second Calamari War? Did you, like there there's there's more to it than I think we sometimes focus on. And at the end of the day, if you skip filler, you're missing out on the bigger story. Right, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like yeah. the world is not all adventure. Sometimes there's just yeah. trips to the grocery store. So <laughs> And for filler, I would do air quotes, but then I'd have to take my arms out of my blanket. Yeah, I, I the the term filler is has become such a negative thing that yeah. I don't even think it's a descriptor. I think it's a I think it's a yeah. Insult, really. Dude, half of the second season of Twin Peaks is filler. 
Right. But at the end of the day, but you still it's watch still it. entertaining to watch. Right, because when it's all over and then you get faced with the return series, you're going to be grateful for those filler episodes. Yes, because they are a reference <laughs> to high heaven. Um, so, so all that to say, we wanted to talk through some of these um, just in case uh, some of the folks listening haven't. Um, and also because y'all seem weird and seem to care what we think. Um, so there you go. Here's what, here's going to be what we think of the unused Clone Wars legacy episodes. So, uh, using the Star Wars wiki as a little bit of a platform for, uh, order, um, because they kind of have them set up in a way, uh, in which they would have played out, you know, like chronologically. You got a timeline. Yeah, a, li- a little bit, and it, only because we have some things that we do know where they happen. Yeah. So, um, but there are, there is a point where we stop and we just start saying like, hey, don't know. It was going to, it was going to happen somewhere. Big question mark. Um, you know, some of them are a little definitive. Like some we know were even going to be in season six, which we didn't get. Um, you know, the Lost Missions, it was, I think, 12 episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where we get Yoda's arc. We get um fives arc um we get there's a there's one other one that's like i'm just gonna call season six sad boy hours (laughs) yeah because they make me so sad um so some of what we know of know of would have happened there some would have been a part of season seven which a majority we've seen because of the return of clone wars now on disney plus um and then you know again there gets to be others where maybe season eight i think we i think I remember the conversations going as far as season eight. I think they were even planned out that far. Because mm-hmm. um, that's the weird thing about how the show was created. You had to know so in advance what you were doing, and you had to have the lines so in advance because the animation took so long. Yeah, it's not like South Park where they like animated it that day. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with the limited time and, and resources they were given to finish things, that's why season six was so condensed as well. Um they they couldn't finish everything so um you know i mean i will say i wish it was handled differently Mm -hmm. um i think that now that said it would have meant that things ended a long time ago um and it would have meant that we wouldn't have gotten the season seven we got which i can't at this point imagine (laughs) Um, I so. think we've been very clear that season seven is a masterpiece. Oh, it's fantastic. It is and it's very different than the season seven, or at least the parts of it that we saw, yeah. than we would have gotten. So, you know, it's one of those hindsight things where it's just like, yeah, we could have had this, but we would have lost this. But we got this, but we still lost yeah. this. Like, there's no complete picture for the Clone Wars, unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately. As of now. I don't know. Um, I mean... You know, Michael Morisi is making Star Wars comics that are uh, in the Clone Wars period. So um, There's an anthology book coming out uh, about some Clone Wars stories. So it's not over. It's, you know, I think we talked about this on something else recently. Like, it's never going to be over. We're never going to run out of Star Wars stuff. But, yeah, Star Wars um, is never really gone. Right. Uh, will it be the same syndicated, you know, Cartoon Network show that it was? Never. There's... Ap- no. No way. Um, that, that's just the reality. But, yeah. um, you know... We're, we're, I, it, I don't know if it's biased or unbiased. We like books and comics, so these, some of the things we're talking about aren't less than, because yeah. they're not episodes, if that makes sense. Like, we're, I, you know, what I wanted to say was we're biased because we like it, like it all, so we'll take the books, we'll take the comics happily. Yeah. It's just as great as if we saw it, versus some yeah. people, I get, they don't 
like reading. It's not as fun or it's not the same. Um, I will say when I've read Dark Disciple, but then this time around we decided to do the audio book. Yeah. Because um, it would also be quicker. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I'm a big preacher of Star Wars audiobooks specifically. Especially Death Troopers. Yeah. Well, um, it's a production. It's not just some yeah. guy reading in a corner, but they add a lot of... Uh, effects and they yeah. do a lot to help you really be able to feel it like it you're like you're seeing it um, so I, I really recommend if, if you've never been able to get into the books to try the audiobooks yes. audible is so dang worth it and now you can accumulate tons of credits I think mm-hmm. we've got five credits just sitting and waiting on stuff because yeah. we haven't used it it used to be you get one a month or you lose it um, now you can get those free credits you get one a month uh, when you sign up and I mean, as and you long get as you keep the book, if you yeah. decide to quit, that's the thing. So you keep everything. So even if you just get what you want and then leave, yeah. um, and there's so many people out there out, out for, for one, um, just because they're the first that come to my mind, there might be other podcasters, but, uh, four center podcast, yeah. check out one of their episodes, get their free code for a free month, try the first month and you'll, you'll see it's worth it. And if you need um, recommendations, go to UT. Yeah, exactly. Um, or check out some of the ones we're going to talk about. Exactly. Uh, so like all, all that to say is it's not going to be the same. I don't think we'll care because I think we'll no. like it whatever comes out. We just love the storytelling. Um, but I do I, I do sympathize and understand some people aren't as into other stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Some people don't even watch the show. Some people only are about the movies. Um, I, I, you know, I just feel like you're missing out if that's the case. So Give audiobooks a try, especially for uh, Dark Disciple. We just finished that one. That one's good, even though... um, And I love Mark Thompson, okay? Mark Thompson is such (laughs) an amazing, wholesome person and such a big Star Wars fan. But... His Ventress sounds like Frieza from Dragon Ball Z. And I didn't realize (laughs) it until you pointed it out. Now that's all I can hear. Yeah, it's tough. Um, I much prefer how they handled... um, uh, uh, Dooku Jedi Lost, yes. where Fantastic. they had a couple of actors, um, and so and then that's another one, Dooku Jedi Lost, that is an amazing one. The only nitpick I have with Dooku Jedi Lost, it's a very small detail, but the Qui Gon voice actor. Oh yeah, like Liam Neeson <laughs> as like a six year old. Uh, well, I was gonna, yeah, it was like a sixty. Like just imagine Liam Neeson now. But just on like, the face of a teenager. <laughs> on his knees, with like the little shoes at the end of his knees. Like yeah. People oh gosh, yeah, it's actually... got a lollipop and a yeah. hat. It's actual Liam Neeson. It's delightful. What are you talking about? I'm a child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only a baby. It's just like, and here we have Padawan. Oh my gosh, how old are you? Who let you in? Hands <laughs> him a $20 credit. I'm seven, I'm seven years old. <laughs> uh, it's not so much a nitpick, but it's something you can enjoy if you allow yourself. Yeah, I, I think, think it's hilarious. Uh, yeah, it's, it's hilarious if you allow it. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's just preaching to say, check, check out the audiobooks. It's definitely worth it. And yeah. um, it's a way to experience Clone Wars you might not have experienced. It's a way to plug in to new stories that are yeah. coming. I mean, we've got High Republic right around the corner. You're going to want to hop on. I mean, mm-hmm. just this week, uh, Alphabet Squadron Book 2 was released. Um, Thrawn Ascendancy is just around the corner. Like, And all the previous Thrawn books are on there, too. Yeah, so, you know, I I get, where where's Ryan Johnson's trilogy? Where Where's the next movie? What's happening? Like, guys, 
there's so much other Star Wars happening, and I'm 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 in it. I'm excited for the Mando. I'm excited for Cassian to touch a hut. I'm excited for all of this stuff. Let him touch a hut. But I'm also excited about the all the other stuff we're getting that yeah. I, I I hate that gets so ignored. All the comics and books. It's just so sad. Um, and the attitude of heck, I can't read. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but again, audiobooks solve that problem too. There you go. You can't beat audiobooks. And yes, if you read the... You also can't beat people with audiobooks because they're not physical try. books. <laughs> I'll throw my phone at somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Audible. Right, yeah. Sign up for Audible. What were you going to say? I don't remember. I'm sorry. Wait. Oh, yes. If you listen to the audiobook, you have, in fact, read the book. I don't care if people say that you haven't really read it. Is that a thing? It's a thing. That is petty. It is That is elitist. Petty. Get off your pole, Jim. <laughs> Dang it, I, can't, I gotta find a new name, because I feel like Jim keeps thinking I'm talking I'm to him. Sorry, Jim. We're not talking to you, Jim. We're talking to that Jim. We're and you know who you are. We're talking about GYM, Jim. We're gonna have to start calling <laughs> our Jim Good Boy Jim. Good That's Boy how. Jim, yes. Good, Good Jim. Boy Jim, who just completed an awesome uh, Jin Urso cosplay. He's yes. already had one, uh, which is how we met him. But uh, he did uh, her Edu outfit, um, you know. So she's he's got the the cool poncho and the tactical gear and all yeah. that stuff. So uh, go check out Jim Capron. He's one of our Good our favorite people. Um, so anyway, so uh, beginning with canceled season six episodes, these would have been. Um, I think even the finale, um, this would have been episode 21, 22, 23, and 24 mm -hmm. of season six. So I think this might have been the original finale, because usually they run about 20-something episodes, yeah. um, which it makes me sad, because this would have been so much better than Yoda. Um, I've said, we've said, I've it's said my opinions on that one, you okay? Really have. I, I am glad we have a proper ending. They did what they could with a little bit. We've already talked this episode about it, but... It, it, it fills out a little bit of Yoda's character development. It, yes, it is a but, good arc. It's not a good finale. Not no. a good season finale, yeah. let alone a series finale. This, however, would have been epic. So, uh, the Son of Dathomir comics. Um, so, I, I would imagine the arc of episodes would have been about that as well. Um, oh, and, and sorry this is coming like 30 minutes in the episode already, but by the way... Um, and it may be confusing because of the thumbnail for this, but we were originally going to include our Dark Disciple discussion in this. No, um, it's getting its own episode. Yeah, we, we've had so much to talk about with it, and um, it's gotten so much attention. Uh, so many people are so in love yeah. with this book, and I love it. Um, so we're going to give that its own episode. So technically this is part one. Uh, part two will be all about Dark Disciple next week. So if you're listening, waiting for that, sorry. I should have mentioned that up top. Um, I'll, I'll throw it on there on the Twitters when we post it. But Yeah, and if you read along Dark Disciple with us or listen to the audiobook, take a shot every time Ventress's full lips are mentioned. <laughs> yeah, yes, there's a lot of attention to her baddie. Um, so the Son of Dathomir, um, it was, uh, again, four-episode arc turned into a four-issue comic series that was released back in 2014. So this came not long after the cancellation and... Um, I remember reading this before knowing it was supposed to be episodes. I, I just read it because it was Darth Maul originally mm -hmm. uh, and thought That's it was pretty cool. And when we talked about Darth Maul a while back, I think when we were talking about the Siege of Mandalore episodes. Yeah. I had no context. Um, you know, I, I touched on the fact of, oh man, it's so cool to see Gar Saxon. It's so cool to see the Maul DeLoreans. And, and, you know, and obviously 
for me, I knew how he got there because we last met Maul when he was fighting his old master. Yeah. Um, the Son of Dathomir is actually the series of uh, comics that explain all of that. Um, so before, um, or maybe while Gout, I, I don't remember, I don't know if this happened, uh, how close this happened in conjunction with Rebels. Because I believe Gar Saxon comes in, I want to say season three. Mm. Um, I don't know they would have been season three yet, but anyway, regardless, Gar Saxon, for all intents and purposes, I'm going to say is introduced here. Yeah. Who's he? He's like Maul's elite lieutenant. He's the he's the Maul cop. I yeah. He, I just want power, and I'll serve whoever gets it. I'm not a leader, but I I will yeah. go to the death for a leader. I'll kill a dude for for my leader. What's a cooler name? Gar Saxon or Rift Hamson? Rift Hamson, easy. Yeah. Because he's a shark. Yeah, Gar Saxon's a good one, though. It's a good one. Um, uh, but he is a bad guy. Uh, but uh, essentially, we find out that Sidious just had Maul imprisoned, essentially. Yeah. Um, and so his... He was in the boo box. Yeah. So his loyalists um, come and break him out. And um, essentially, that's the answer to, well... How'd he get from A to B? Well, yeah, he got broken out of prison. Yeah. Uh, Should have killed him, but Sidious. Exactly. Right. He's not great at that. Should have aimed for the head. Um, so, uh, and but what's really interesting is the turn this takes, because at this point, I think Maul, he, he's just so done. Yeah. Uh, he goes to the only place he knows to go to, and he goes back to home to Mom. And, and, of course, we know, but he didn't know what happened to the Night Sisters. Yeah. Um, you know, in the... Uh, season five uh, period, you know, the sisters were essentially just all wiped out. I, mm-hmm. You know, at this point, pretty certain, well, no, Jedi Fallen Order confirms there's another one. Um, but wow. for all intents and purposes, uh, Mother Talzin's it. Yeah. And she's barely there because she's just a ghosty ghost. She is energy at yeah. this point. Yeah, there's, a, there's an episode, uh, oh, that's the other part in the um, season six. Um, the ghosty ghost mother talls in one. Yes. Where uh, it's Mason Jar Jar and they foil her plant. She's trying to siphon enough life force to resurrect her body, essentially. Well, that's what happens when you go um, Slimer, I guess, mm-hmm. and just decide to become a sentient fart cloud. Yeah. Uh, well, somehow she's managed to return for, for the most part. Yeah. Uh, return enough to die. <laughs> um, because, <laughs> yeah, um, spoiler alert, um, I would I would think that would be a given spoiler alert, but you'd think yeah, um, but yeah. So uh, essentially, Sidious sends Dooku and Grievous back uh, after Maul, which is really interesting because I want to say this is the first time Maul and Dooku met. I I, I seem to remember there being dialogue that, um, and there's just this kind of oh you're right he's the one you're right like from uh from Dooku. Because he never met Maul. Yeah. He never Spash knew Maul. Was the one who had all of the dealings with... Oh. Yeah. So geez. so he's kind of... I mean, he's daddy's new favorite. Kind of meeting the, you know, kick to the curb kid. And it's just kind of like, oh. It's 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 an, it's interesting. Um, Dude, Dooku but, is such a middle child. Well, because you don't really see that amongst the Sith. You know, with the mm-hmm. rule of two and everything. Yes, there's acolytes and there's others. But you don't really... I mean, even Dooku's kids don't play well. I mean, Grievous and Ventress never got along. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you do mention, you know, Savage, once he gets involved. No, I mean, none, none of them got along. And they all die. But... Wait. Dooku... Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. But Dooku is a full-on Sith meeting another full-on Sith who, if he hadn't gotten cut in half, Dooku might not have been in the job. Yeah. He possibly could have overtaken Palpatine. So I really feel like there like is this weird competition mm-hmm. vibe uh to their meeting um and whatnot and just in terms of i've yeah. got to kill him could you imagine the family sitcom where palpatine's big papa mm-hmm. and then maul is the first child dooku is the middle <laughs> child and vader is the baby yeah <laughs> my sith lord my sith lord and me right um so but yeah uh and and sidious himself gets involved and it's where we learn the you know, fully confirmed learn. I won't say that it hasn't been hinted, but we fully learned the truth that Darth Maul is just not uh, culturally called Mother Talzin's son. No. Um, it, you know, because there's almost this vibe that they all seem to be brothers. They all are sisters. They're all connected. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no real familial trace. Like, there's no way of saying who your mom is. Like, there, there's none of that. Yeah. Because of the segregation of men and women in their tribes, there's just, there's men and women, but they're all kind of connected. Yeah, they're night brothers and night sisters. Yeah. Um, and there's a reason that, like, they're named that. Um, but Maul is Talzin's son. Um, which makes you think, which way, which way he come out? Because they, they oh, have horns. Yeah. I mean, I have to imagine, you know, they come feet first. I mean, we talked about this before. You got to. Oh, yeah. Um, Could you imagine giving birth to something with horns? <laughs> I, no. I mean, I got, you know, well, that's true, because most animals, they don't have them yet. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they could be smoothed nubs, and then they grow sharper. Smooth I mean, nubs. you know, that's I don't think they're born with, like, full elk horns. Like, yeah. you know, they grow into them. Because cause deer, deer are born with nubs. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what to call them other than nubs. Yeah, soft nubs is my <laughs> is my jazz at Ewok group. There you go, um, and so Sidious betrayed Talzin, and there was supposed to be this like contract for a great warrior and like all this other stuff. But essentially, I think that Sidious just thought things were going to work out so greatly that he didn't care about explaining it, the consequences, none of that. He yeah. and he also this is he, my baby now. Maul would have not have been himself if Sidious hadn't taken him away. Yeah. Like, there's no way Talzin would have let him become who he is. Um, he She probably wouldn't have let Sidious do the things he did to him. Um, Which and makes so, you think, like, how much did Talzin take out of Maul's head? What do you mean? Like, when she fixed his brain, essentially. I don't think she would have taken that out. I don't think <sighs> he knows. True. I mean, he was taken as a baby. So, you know, Maul, it even adds to the narrative, though, Maul was raised to be a weapon the way he was. Like, so this this really does good to add to... It's not just an explanation of how he broke out or got away from Sidious. It's just more of the tragic backstory of a throwaway character from the first film. Like, yeah. I mean, you can't tell me that he was ever planned to be this involved or um, this uh, impassioned yeah. and loved of a character. Um, and yet here he is. And so, um, so son of Dathomir, that, that essentially has to do with it. Talzin sacrifices herself so that Maul can escape. Um, Part two of Sad Boy Hour. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I have my feelings on limited run comics like this because I just feel like four or five issues, it's tough to get everything yeah. done. 
Um, so this really does just become basically mall prison break. Um, but it, it, it does kind of clean up a couple of things. You know, what mm-hmm. happened to Mother Talden? Where did he, Maul go after this? Because the Clone Wars essentially ended where he was still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had no idea what yeah. his end was. Until Solo. Yeah. Uh, at, well, and even not in then. Like, they don't... He's still alive at the end of that. So, I mean, until Rebels, really, we never knew what happened. I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah. I imagine not. Nobody looks forward to their favorite character dying. Um, but people constantly remind me that mine is. So, you know, <laughs> share my pain. Um, I, I really recommend it. It's a really, it's a really good, uh, series. It's really beautiful as well. Um, and it's, it's a easy read, not in a simplistic way, but again, it's not super long yeah. commit. It's not like, I like dark, uh, dark disciple. I want to say it's like eight or I don't even remember. How, I think it's 11 hours. Yes. Um, you know, it's a commitment. Now, most people would be like, oh, that's one day. Ugh, that's a lot to process. But for, you know, yeah, it, I mean, it's still a commitment, though. This is like maybe an hour, mm-hmm. if that. I mean, you can get them cheap on Comixology and definitely recommend it. But it's a, it's a good series, and if you find yourself wanting more mall and everything like that. I um, always do. But as we mentioned, like, there's there's areas, I mean, even though we have the beginning and end beginning I'll say in air quotes and end of Maul's story there's still not there there's still gaps Mm -hmm. you know there's still room for more stories and I mean you've you've mentioned several times um like Crimson Dawn Maul would be your preferred Maul dude I would love to see more of Crimson Dawn in general like we get peaks in Solo like we see how Dryden does his business we know um from season seven who is involved in Crimson Dawn. Mm-hmm. Like, the Pikes are definitely a huge part of it. But I want to see more. Yeah. Like, I want to see Maul ruling a criminal empire. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would be good to pick up right after this, essentially, because after this, mm-hmm. to where we end up with him later on at the end of Clone Wars, uh, he's clearly done a lot of work to rebuild. Oh, yeah. Uh, to be the uh, criminal empire boss that he is. So, like, that that alone would be great storytelling. Because, I mean, just because he was taken in prison by uh, Sidious, you know, his people were still out there the whole time. Like, his people were still doing stuff. They didn't know yeah. the boss was got, you know? You know what would be a good opportunity for that? What's that? The Cassian Andor show. Uh, yeah, actually. I mean, I think I'd... I'd like that more than a full Empire focus. Um, yeah. I mean, it depends on how they play it. If it's more so... I, well, I mean, he does talk about how he's gone to great lengths and done bad stuff and all yeah. that. I mean, you know, maybe he goes undercover in Crimson Dawn. Maybe he doesn't touch a hut. Maybe he touches one of Maul's legs. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, you know, that's better in my opinion. Do you think the huts are still kind of in Crimson Dawn's pocket in a way? Um, Who knows? I don't know. I mean, they they strong armed them into the deal with uh, the Shadow Collective. Yeah. Uh, which can we just appreciate? Crimson Dawn is such a better name. It's such. It's so much cooler. Yeah. It's when you go from independent business yeah. to legit business. Like Black Sun. That's a dope name. For oh yeah. Syndicate. Oh yeah. But and Crimson a and a metal Dawn. band and a metal band name. Um, that's my first album. So I mean, I don't know. I mean. You know, that that's another good thing to explore is last we saw the Huts were working for Crimson Dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know what and also what happened to crimson dawn after maul's death kira uh you know well uh, but let's see that story let's exactly. not let's not just assume but Make let's solo to happen let's see it so moving on from there uh i i knew uh son of dathomir was going to be the most interesting and, and that's why like yeah. the two i knew we yeah. had to explore were dark disciple and son of dathomir um just because uh while ventress might not have been like one of your favorites or anything like that i didn't like it for a long time um she is a great character. She is. She's amazingly acted as well. Um, and the journey she goes on is so unexpected. Um, so I knew we had to explore that and talk about that. And I knew, you know, because, yeah, yeah. Darth Maul, um, son, Dathomir was going to be a big one and everything like that. Um, but, you know, there are other interesting elements that could have been um, uh, part of stuff. So just like we had a strong finish uh, for Season 6 with the Son of Dathomir arc... Uh, we have an okay start uh, <laughs> to season six with the Crystal Crisis on Utapau arc. Yeah. I don't like this one. I know you don't like this one. <laughs> We've talked about that. Um, this one you can view as the story reels. If you've got the um, Lost Missions DVD or Blu-ray, there are bonus content on there. They are somewhere on the YouTubes. Um, that's where I originally watched them. They used to be on uh, StarWars.com for a long time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the Crystal Crisis on Utapau, uh, this one is weird for me um parts of it that i don't like number one are just that it's on utapau and obi-wan's involved and it doesn't majorly change things that obi-wan was on utapau before yeah but it's one of those things if they knew there was activity on utapau why is it such a surprise in episode three that that's where the separatist council was moved and like it's just little things where it's just like okay that's a little silly and to tell you how little it kind of does for the story for me, I barely remember anything about this arc. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the the most interesting thing and the whole goal of this, um, if you can't tell by the title, Crystal Crisis, um, this had to do with kyber crystals. It had to so, do with his chakras. They were so out of whack. <laughs> they needed some rose quartz. Um, they, no, they needed kyber. Um, this was just there to show... Um, as we've actually talked about when we've talked about uh, Ten Ways to Die on the Death Star, we actually did a little bit of history lesson mm-hmm. on the origin of that and talked about that and whatnot. Um, they've been working on that since the Battle of Geonosis. Mm-hmm. Basically, since Episode 2, they've been working on it. Um, this was just a way to show that, really. Um you know, weird activity going on. Let's go investigate. Why do they want these crystals? Uh, well, we can't let them have it, so we're going to blow it up. That, that's that's what happens, and it takes four episodes to do it. And I'm just like, I'm not there for it. <laughs> um, I know we just preached in the beginning about don't skip filler. Like, don't. For no. the first time, Watch it. don't. After you've seen it and you know it, then you can decide on repeat viewings whether you want to or not. Exactly. Um, but... I mean, de- decide for yourself. I don't want to try and skew you. I, 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 there are parts of it that are interesting and all that other stuff, but overall, this is one I'm okay we didn't get, and it's also not a super big-picture impacting story. Yeah. Again, it just shows... I guess it would have been a bigger deal if you didn't know that the Death Star was a project of Sidious this whole time. Yeah, which episode three confirms. Like, he's been working on this oh, for yeah. a long time. Yeah. So that that's what I mean. So like this would have been a little the payoff for what they're doing might have been a little bit of a reason to do it. Yeah. And might be a reason most people enjoy it. 
for me though i don't know it's just it's okay yeah um it it's it's fine um yeah it definitely doesn't feel like it has huge consequences the, well the, the the main reason i can talk about it this way is because we didn't get it and i'm yeah. okay that uh, if we'd gotten it again it'd be something i watched and then just kind of moved on mm-hmm. but it's one of those things in retrospect because we didn't get it i'm just kind of like well i watched the story reel so i've i've watched it and i'm kind of just at the end like okay dope yeah i mean um i appreciate the work done on it i i, I think it's cool and I, I i like the new things they were able to do they designed utapalians for this uh you know they they built a new world for it lots of cool stuff did come from it uh so i mean it's one i do recommend check it out it, it was a story um but again the whole point and the impact it has is that and, and that's another thing that's interesting is this would have confirmed so the jedi knew yeah. that some bad dudes were trying to harvest kyber crystals hmm wonder what could be done with that uh in comparison though uh the next arc uh would have been far more interesting and it was because it's the bad batch um yes. So we kind of talked about this when we reviewed that uh, arc of episodes, and you can go back and listen to our episode all about that. But essentially, this was the main one for season seven that was completely complete. Mm-hmm. Um, they re- they went back and, and updated and tweaked some things, but for, for the most part, and, and again, these were story reels you could watch, and I did, and I loved. Uh, that was what was so weird when we sat down and started watching, and I'm just thinking back to how amazing it was sitting there for season seven the first time yeah uh and and as i was slowly realizing wait hang on (laughs) what this is familiar so it's the it's the same yeah so the story was completely the same yeah i mean there there was no huge changes um for all of this so so that's the thing is uh me and so many fans already knew the fate of echo uh which was all the more tragic and hilarious uh when you fell in love with um when you fell in love with him and Fives and Heavy and all that, because I'm just like, oh boy. <laughs> uh, and that was what's so crazy, is when we started that, I looked so forward to showing you the story reels. Yeah. It's like, it's so incredible to me that all this time later, we got to watch it perfected and complete. Um, but I'm so glad it's the yeah. same story, because the, the, the implications of, of Echo's story through this arc is awesome. It's heartbreaking. It, you know, uh, it's so crazy. It's so unique, and it's so something you can only do in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are those weird traditional Clone Wars ones, and we talk about it at length. So um, go back a few episodes and, and listen to that. But uh, the Bad Batch arc would have been in Season 6 originally. So it's really weird that it was Season 6, and then it became Season 7. Um, yeah. But there you go. And then um, the majority of Season 6 and part of Season 7... So that's what's interesting is um, Dark Disciple would have made up two arcs, uh, which makes it some of the most storytelling from Clone Wars that we ended up getting in an alternative fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would have been four arc, uh, four episodes in season six and four episodes in season, season seven, all about uh, Ventress helping train uh, Quinlan Voss. Uh, as I've kind of mentioned, yeah, that's what happens. Um so, uh, again, because it's so many episodes, because it's such a big story, uh, we're going to talk about it on its own, but uh, know that that was uh, what it made up. I don't think a lot of people realize it was two, technically part of two seasons. Yeah. Because technically it's kind of two episodes. Um, there's a clear... Well, not two episodes. 
two parts. There's yeah. a, there's a kind of clear point where it changes gears, and I can only imagine how much cooler and impactful and emotional the story would have been to get the first part and then end on the cliffhanger and be like, wait, what happens when it's like, oh, and next, Bad Batch, weird clones and cool stuff, and then to be like, but what happened to my boy? Where's my boy? <laughs> um, so... I do, I do wish we would have been able to get that impact, yeah. but uh, yet again, this is one of the best handled legacy stories mm-hmm. um, to tell it in audiobook fashion. Not to downplay the writing of Christy Golden because that's still oh, yeah. very tough. upfront in the audiobook. It's just the production value to get the voices, to get the the action and the sound effects and all that cool stuff. It's just mm-hmm. it's it adds so much. It's really cool. Yeah. To get to see the looks on Obi-Wan's face as he's exasperated. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can see parts of, but not uh, complete story reels of this one. And I do recommend it because it's really interesting. So certain things, if, like, as you're listening to the story, you'd like to imagine them, you can totally do that. So, uh, But tune in um, not too long, and we'll be talking about that in its entirety. Uh, now, the one, the mythical, the legendary, the one I most regret not getting, mm-hmm. and the one I dearly desperately hope uh we get told one day uh it's the bounty hunter arc we don't have a real title for it yeah but we just know it has to do with bounty you've hunters. mentioned this one a lot yee um <laughs> yee yee uh yes this would have been um originally part of season five uh actually um and it was moved in favor of um other episodes and then just all together dropped when they didn't have a place to put it um this one I kind of get because it didn't connect with the greater story. Mm-hmm. This, though, did deal with bounty hunters, uh, aspect of the underworld and, and scum and villainy that we love. Yes. So we would have we been all over this, uh, especially since it brings back so many of our favorites, like, obviously, Boba Fett and, and Cad Bane. Uh, yeah, and Timbo. Um, in fact, it would have had Aura Singh, Sarah Pass, C-21, High Singer, Embo, Lotsrazi, and Bosk. Um, so this would have been very involved. Uh, now, and, and it's worth noting, uh, the bounty hunters did make an appearance in Dark Disciple, and we'll talk about that there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the, for the most part, uh, essentially this has to do with them kind of getting tasked with, and, and there's something worth noting, bounty hunters in Star Wars are not what we understand bounty hunters to be in general. Yeah. Like, oh, they go after bad people, or lawbreakers, or bail jumpers. No, they go after everyone. Yeah, whatever they're hired to do. Money. So, in this instance, their bounty hunting is actually person finding. So, uh, they're going after a uh, Tusken Raider shaman. It's kind of a rescue mission style um, thing. Uh, But, of course, when you get strong personality characters uh, with very different moral compasses, Mm -hmm. um, conflict ensues. And, you know, we talked a little bit about Boba Fett's canon uh, moral compass. This would have been an interesting one because this is one that really started to try and do what Legends was doing in that um, he was more like Django Jr. than yeah. his own character. Um, That's I, our next dog's name. I really, Yeah, Django Jr. I really recommend um, checking out that conversation um, in the uh, What's the Deal with Clones episode, just because it's a long conversation. And when I'm talking about one of my favorite characters, I get long-witted, and I'd rather not overtake this episode. Um, But essentially, 
current canon Boba is not as Boy Scoutish as his Legends counterpart, yeah. nor as his father's made out to be. Uh, bless you, Piglet. Who's cute. And so, and it's something I'm not complaining about. It's something I note and something I kind of admire. Mm-hmm. This, however, put Boba in contrast to Cad Bane's morality. And that's where the conflict comes through. And the highlight of this is the only part that we've seen of this is the story reel part that shows the uh, duel at high noon between Boba and yeah. Cad Bane. This is famous. It's circulated. Um, it, it's very popular. And it's meant to explain the dent in his helmet. Um, so mm-hmm. that's really cool. That is neat. Uh, it also explains what happens to Cad Bane. Uh, because, spoiler alert, he he didn't have the fastest draw in the West. Well, yeah, he's got you, broken pencils. How did you? How do you feel about that being Cad's end? Because I think it's fitting. Well, uh, you already answered it. So, but uh, <laughs> re- back up to how did you feel overall about Cad Bane's character in Clone Wars? Did you like him? Did you think he was all the hype? Blah blah blah. I thought Cad Bane was dope. Like he is a lot a of people cool agree. <laughs> old West character. He reminds me of. Um, Cool Hand Luke. I don't remember his name. I guess just Cool Hand Luke. Um, Clint Eastwood. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dirty Harry? Dirty. Well, he was also Cool Hand Luke. My mom says that that's the sweatiest film in the entire <laughs> world. Uh, is that from Good, Bad, and the Ugly? No, I, did, I did not like... That's the name of the movie. I'm going on record. I, 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 am, a, I am a Western fan, uh, obviously, because of my name. I'm not a huge Clint Eastwood fan, though. So oh, yeah. I was about to say that, you no. didn't like Good, Bad, and the Ugly. No, it's just to say that I didn't go after a lot of his movies i've seen some of them by by proxy but i i didn't enjoy a lot of them so to yeah, yeah kind of i i mean it's okay but I, I i true to my name and it's not because i'm paid for it but i, I was much more of a john wayne fan i mean just, um beautiful yeah oh searchers is amazing uh you know so uh, we like western yeah um so i i am glad they handled his character because i felt I feel like you kind of had to because mm-hmm. if you're going to make such a great character, you have to explain why oh, yeah. why didn't Vader call him? You know, like why wasn't he in episode 5? Mm-hmm. Uh and this is arguably the moment, the manhood moment of Boba Fett. This is the moment where he takes the throne. Yeah. Because arguably who's more hyped up, who's uh given the cooler parts and who's given more scenes uh as a bounty hunter? Cad Bane. Mm-hmm. Um, he really, I won't say stole the show. I mean, Boba had his moments, but yeah. Cad Bane was really built up. And I think, given the existence of this episode, I think that was on purpose to create this moment. Oh, yeah. To create a moment where, wait, hang on, but Boba Fett's the best. Everybody knows this. His only weakness is Sarlax. I mean, come on. Uh, like, you know, there's this buildup of like, yeah, Cad's great, but yeah. like, come on. Well... If he's so great, then why don't they show down? Well, here you go. Here it is. Um, I, I like it. Um, again, it I, it does not fit with... I mean, this predates current Boba Fett stories, but it doesn't fit with where he goes as a character, so it would have been interesting um, because of the moral choices he makes. Mm-hmm. But I still think there's a case to be made for him growing colder in his career and all this other stuff. But yeah. Uh, it's it's also just this reputation moment. This is a moment that I mean, he's surrounded by all these other famous, cool bounty hunter characters. This is the moment where he really shows off. Like, yeah, I just killed him. And what's so cool is he uses his dad's uh, guns, which 
arguably the best improvement to an already perfect character like Boba Fett. Replace the uh, shotgun style weapon with the pistols. Oh, with yeah. the like classic, you know, just glistening silver pistols. Um, and I just love that he used them throughout the Clone Wars and, and whatnot. And of course, perfect for this. Oh, and, yeah, and I like to think he framed them after that because these were the guns that killed Cad Bane. Oh, yeah. um, so uh, I, I really liked it. Um, I, I think there's room for this sort of story to still exist. Absolutely. Like, if we ever get, like, a. Maybe that'll be in the Clone Wars anthology. Like, I don't I, know. I'd love that. Um, Maybe we get a more fleshed out, like. High noon. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I probably sound like a broken record, and I hope I've explained myself and why I feel the way I feel, but I want more Boba Fett stories. Mm-hmm. And this era, this coming of age, growing up, how did he get that reputation period of his life? Mm-hmm. That's the one I want. I don't want the one where he's the cool guy always getting the deal and always getting the job and the girl. Yeah. I don't want him in the peak of his career. I want to know how he got there. How did he get the reputation he got? by episode five. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff I want because those were the things that made me love his character originally. So, uh, all that to say, um, this is this is definitely some of my favorite stuff and these are the ones that do uh, leave me the most like, oh, this would have been glorious. I, yeah. You know, like not many of the ones we didn't get are like, you know, oh, everybody sign a petition and make it happen. Like, this is one where I'm just like, this, this, I need to know. I need to know. Um, so uh, more of season six would have involved what's called Ahsoka's Walkabout. Um, we talked at length about that one as well because it did get made. It made it into season seven. Um, so go hear us talk about that somewhere else because we ain't talking about it here. <laughs> no. I mean, we could, but no. We could, but again, no. Because um, I, I, I spend a lot of time comparing it to uh, the original run. They yeah. did, This one, you know, we talked about it. Bad Batch, didn't change a thing. The Ahsoka's walkabout, changed a little bit. Siege of Mandalore, totally new. Yeah. So it was it was a, it was a, a progression. Um, I, I much prefer what we got over what we didn't get uh, yet again. Then we start to get into the ones that are a little bit weirder and also not as fleshed out. A.K.A. my favorite things. <laughs> uh, well, remains to be seen. Um... So uh, one would have had to do with uh, Kashyyyk. We don't know much about it. We just know um, from a bit of a quote from Pablo that I'll read in a second um, some of what it was. But basically it was inspired by the episode three line of, you know, good relations I have with the Wookiees. Mm-hmm. What the heck does that mean, you little green midget? Like, <laughs> this this arc would have explained it, basically. Yeah. Um, he and, hair. <laughs> uh, somebody's got to do it. So um, Pablo talked about it. He says, some of George's earliest notes uh, really talk about the way the Wookiees commune with the trees. And if you uh, find this, uh, fi- if you, blah, blah, blah. And if you find this is another thing that we do, we've got all these hidden interviews with George that he did back in 77, where he was basically speaking in the voice of the characters to someone at Lucas Licensing at the time, giving them the sort of information they needed about backstories. There's one where he goes on about Kashyyyk, and it talks about their ability to commune with nature, and it's almost force-like. Their sensitivity to what the trees are. So uh, it would have involved a lot to do with the Wookiee's relationship with the planet itself, with nature and all this weird stuff. And it would have opened the door to the fact that Kashyyyk and Wookiees have a, a version of the Force. Yeah. Um, you know, we know that they can be force sensitive. We've, we've got Junji in the uh, Younglings episodes and everything, 
Um, and we know from other lore that basically you go to the right part of the universe, everybody's got a version of the Force. Yeah, it's um, kind of like the Night Sisters version, but more wholesome. Yeah, so this would have involved a lot of world building for the Wookiees that I think would have been very, very interesting. Um, I do kind of wish we'd get some of that because, you know, I just feel like they're so background and they're just always so in the mix but not important, you know, Wookiees. Um, I mean, even when they show up in Rebels, it's kind of just like, oh, they're rescuing them. And, well, okay, but then what? Like, they're always a part but never really a part, like, if it makes sense. Yeah, we've had the conversation before. I love Wookiees that are not Chewbacca. Yeah. I love Chewbacca, don't get me wrong. He is a fantastic character, but he, he's not the only Wookiee. And he's not the best example of a Wookiee. Oh. Um, he, most of everything we know about him is not on Kashyyyk. It's not in his homeland. It's not like... It's with Han. Yeah, and, and so he's great. He's got native. He's great as Han's friend. He's not great as our window into the world of Wookiees. Um, I want to know more about Wookiees, like, traditionally... Yeah. Now, I mean, cool if it's Chewbacca, but I kind of can't disconnect Chewbacca from Han Solo. Mm-hmm. That was the one thing I had a problem with when he showed up in Clone Wars already. So it was one of those things where I'm just like, ah, he's too much of a smuggler to me. I need a, I need a clean Wookiee. Um, <laughs> hard to find, I know. <laughs> I've never heard that. that w- that's what sucked when, you know, Tarful shows up, like, for two seconds in Jedi Fallen Order, and yeah. I'm just like, there was so much talk of him and Saw Gerrera and Kashyyyk, and I'm just like... Got nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just left me left me wanting, and so this would have been an interesting one to me for sure. I'm I'm all about like mysticisms and weird stuff like that. So yeah, uh, I think it would have been cool. Less cool uh, would have been the arc of Rex and R two, aka Top Gun. Um, I hate the movie. I really do. Whoa. Yeah. Hot takes. Didn't know that. You didn't know that. I don't like that movie. Uh, <laughs> you at least like the volleyball scene. Nope. I like. Val Kilmer. Nothing about that movie. <laughs> Not even Val Kilmer? No. I don't generally like Val Kilmer. Like Batman, but that's it. It's like I don't even know you. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> um, essentially, it would have been a time where uh, Rex had to fly with R2 because some pilot did a no-no and got put in timeout and hijinks would have ensued. Danger zone. They're like, uh, yeah, I just... Not interested in this one. <laughs> Um, first of all, why are they putting a captain of a full platoon in a pilot's chair? Like, replace him with another pilot. It makes literally no sense to put... Now, you want to create a pilot character for me to love? Cool. Do it. That would have been way more interesting. Uh, it it made no sense why... I mean, it it involved Ryloth, even. So, like, it it made no sense to me why they would put Rex in there other than they've got an established character. Here's the thing. I know for a fact the voice actor's the same. So you could have been any clone. You really could. <laughs> oh, I'm so bitter. Um, you are so bitter. R2, ter- I mean, he's an astromech. Perfectly makes sense why, uh, like, hey, this droid blew out. R2, you're here. We need you. Mm-hmm. He's the hero of Star Wars. Of course he's going to help out. Um, but Rex, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, that's assuming a lot that he would know how to, he would be one of the best pilots they could get. Yeah. Like, I know he it's, can fly, but. Yeah. It's the trope that everyone in Star Wars is a pilot. Well, everybody's good at everything. Exactly. I'll go a step further and say that because it's just this. I, I, it perfectly makes sense because flying is the major form of transportation. I can get behind anyone can fly, but can anyone dogfight? Can mm-hmm. anyone 
fight for their life in a weaponized starfighter. That's a little different. And so, yeah, he might be able to fly, but is he ace pilot material? It's kind of dangerous. And is it kind of seems... Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's just a silly concept. It's one of those... I think this was a little silly. It would have been fun, but I am okay. Yeah. I am okay with it. Um, then um, I'm going to come back to the... the the weirdest one because I want that to be the the last one we talk about. Yeah. Um, of course, we would have gotten Siege of Mandalore. Um, that one was not fully outlined, so it would have been completely different had we gotten it uh, before. So I'm glad we didn't. Yeah. Um, but there would have been a time uh, to return to Moncala. Um, no more Rift Tamsin, though. No more Rift Tamsin. It would have been very political heavy episode involved uh, Padme and um, King Lee Char. Um, eh. um, it's one, it's hard to know without seeing it, how I would have felt about it because all the ex examples are just so, it's yeah. just like, yeah, it would have been a political episode. It would have yeah. been a Padme episode. And we get more of Moncala later. Oh yeah. So, uh, you know, this is another one where it's just like, it would have been interesting, um, but, uh, definitely more interesting than Utapau. But, um, yeah. And again, also... I, I don't like that the only real major Mon Cala conflict is always the Mon Calamari versus the Corrin. Yeah, like, it's a little one get, get Yeah, get some new enemies. Like, move out if you don't like it. Come There's on. There's a literal race of shark people out there. Right, let's make it interesting. Um, there would have been one, and this one is one I really did not want. Um, this It would have involved uh, Ahsoka... Uh, returning to have an adventure with Obi-Wan and Anakin to suss out the Jedi Temple under... Or the uh, Sith Temple under the Jedi Temple. That would have ruined a lot. Yeah. Um, number one, it would have been boldly saying, which we already know, it is canon that there is a Sith Temple under the Jedi Temple. Um, it undoes a lot of character development to bring Ahsoka in for a little adventure. Mm -hmm. um, the only time she should have come back is when she appropriately did... And that was only because she didn't have another choice. Exactly. And and there's more tension there because of it. Th that whole scene and exchange of Ahsoka and Obi-Wan, where it's just like, I don't agree with you, and I don't agree with you. Uh, that wouldn't have been there if ten episodes earlier they'd been hanging out under the Jedi Temple. Yeah. Like, it just it undoes some things. And so I think while it would have been bold of them to try and keep Ahsoka relevant, didn't need it. No. Really didn't need it. And um, also, there's other Jedi to play with than Anakin and Obi-Wan. <laughs> Goodness gracious. So I think all in all, this would not have... I don't think it would have been what it could have been. I think it's an interesting concept for sure. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, that would have been another thing the Jedi knew about. And it's kind of suspicious, kind of weird, and you're not going to do anything about it. Yeah. It would have been another just, meh, come on. Yeah, they just walk down the stairs and they see... Help Tina on the toilet, like, oh. Right, like, just like, uh, come, how close can you get to the truth? Like, it gets to a point where it's like, at this point, it was just ignorance. It was not, yeah. it, it, they, it, there was, they can't even say they didn't know. They knew enough to be worried. Um, so, yeah, I, mm, meh, meh, meh. Meh. Um, but the most interesting one, and the one I would have been open to, and I still am, in a way, I'll go on record saying, uh, would have been the use on bomb. No. The Yuuzhan Vong. No. Um, it wouldn't have been entirely. It would have been um, that a scout ship of the Yuuzhan Vong 
would have um, it would have kind of been an X Files episode of just like wait because it's this idea of we don't talk about it but the reality is unknown space to Star Wars is like space to us in the no there's nothing out there you silly we know everything we know all the rocks in the floaty bla- little place up there. We, we there's nothing surprising. It's silly to assume. Hey, that's new. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> it's silly. Yeah, you know, it's just a it's this weird like X Files like oh you're no that can't be the truth and it turns out no there's we there's a species and and an advanced technology race out there we don't know about that's concerning. <laughs> um, but it would have been this idea of the Yuuzhan Vong trying to figure out, like, hey, what's going on in the galaxy? Can we invade yet? Are you guys, like, are you, are you, guys, you, cool? are you, are you guys open to it? Are, are you good for some Netflix and chill? Can we invade? Right. <laughs> um, you know, consent is important to the Vong. Uh, <laughs> well, it's not. It is certainly not. <laughs> um, there's even sketches from Dave Filoni about it and all this other stuff. So, But it would have involved, like, one scout ship, and, and it would have been very X-Files, Star Trek-y, kind of, like, independent, like, teasing something more but let's not go let's not go too far um i would have because i trust feloni so much i would have been interested to see the direction he would have taken it true that's the thing i'm open to i'm open to the right story and i'm also open if a lot has changed the yuzan vong space massacre purely as they are like no way man like that's just not star wars to me um like I've said before, have you ever seen Ghosts of Mars? No, but I have seen, um, what's the, oh, Event Horizon, which is very similar. Very I, I'll similar. say, like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a whole different realm. And, and I get that that was a time where it's just like, well, we didn't know what Star Wars was because there was only three movies. And I mean, I guess, but, like, if you talk to the guy yeah. in the flannel, he'll tell you what Star Wars is, and he could tell you, this is kind of not it. This and I feel like I'm stepping on toes, and I always apologize yeah. for it because I know there are people that really like the Vong and, and that whole yeah. n- New Republic era. And I, okay, I'm I'm sorry I don't like it, but like you've got to give it to me. It's wild. weird. It is wild. It is BDSM in space. Wild. Yeah, it, it's very out there. That's not to say it's wholesale bad. There's no. a lot of freaking books. There's there's so many books involving the Vong. So no, not all of it's bad. Which is why I'm open to the concept of it being very overhauled and reintroduced. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Honestly, yeah. I'd be okay if we go so far back, like, that's prehistoric time. Like, yeah. I, I know that it's in the minds of a lot of people, oh, it has to happen after the Empire. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Just like, like, just like Thrawn doesn't have to come after the Emperor. Like, he can be in the, the height of the Empire. So, like, no, let's go even before the High Republic. Let's go to before there was any Republic. Yeah. Let's go to wild space and talk about the Vong. Like, that would have been... that. That'll be interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And it would also make a lot more sense because, of course, they're so disjointed from everything else because all that we know of Star Wars doesn't exist yet. Yeah. A lot of the familiarities aren't there. So These people are using advanced bare knots. I, I, yeah, oh gosh. I feel, I feel like there's a right place and a right way to tell the right version of the Vong. Um, and so, like, with, with canon being wide open and new, let's do it. Um, but please let Dave Filoni do it. Please. Let's just... <laughs> I'm not saying that. he's the only hope for oh, no. Star Wars, but he, ha- he has a way of taking stories that no one else could do and making it good. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but that's just true. He created one of the best Star Wars characters. Mm-hmm. For Pete's sake. And... He made Anakin even more George, George Lucas is never coming back. No. 
like my father going to get a pack of cigarettes on a Sunday. Dude. He's never coming back, and we just have to face facts. But we can have we can have Lucas Jr. Yeah. Okay. With all the power of flannel in his cowboy hat, we can have Filoni. Like I'm sorry, but he's the closest yeah. we get to the creator. Can you tuck your childhood issues back? In? <laughs> right, my childhood trauma is showing. Um, no, but you know, it's just one of those things where it's just like I, I think people really like. Sure, some people oversell it for Filoni. Yeah. I'll give you, but there's also people that just because they want to be contrarian or whatever the word is, like they just oh no, he's not that great. Like, bruh, he's fantastic. Bruh, get off. Like he, okay. Filoni, and and. It's not a hierarchy. Oh my goodness. It's not. not. Look, I love Ryan Johnson. I love JJ. I love John Favreau. I love Deborah Chow. I love all of the amazing people that have involved Mm -hmm. in one way or another. I like all the authors. uh, Charles Soule, Michael Morisi, Christy Golden. All of these people are amazing. Yes. Saying that Dave Filoni is the protege and second coming of Lucas is not... It's not saying that he's automatically the messiah of all and the lord to be worshipped it's just saying that george lucas only spent hours upon hours upon hours for years talking star wars with a person and that person is dave filoni so if you don't like that he probably has the best window into lucas's version of star wars he has a direct line to lucas he's the priest exactly i I mean honestly honestly if 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 the mandalorian wasn't filoni's show and i know Favreau had a big part, but <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, He'd be kind of lost without Filoni. Well, Lord, Lucas would have never visited. I, I'll go on record saying he would have never come to the set if it weren't for Filoni. Um, you know, it's just it's a matter that we have to face. Lucas is great. He gave us a great universe. Filoni's great, and so many other people are great. Yeah. And if we want Lucas's Star Wars, and if we want to know what Lucas would think, he's not answering your phone calls, Jim, but he'll answer Dave's. Exactly. So, uh, what, goodness wow. gracious, what has this episode become? What have I done? Uh, so you've started a fire. Probably. We'll see what happens on the internet after this gets out into the public. But oh no, we're dropping it and leaving. This oh yeah. Is a grenade. Of an this episode. is a grenade of an episode. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed. Um, that's what we know of what could have been and what may have been of Clone Wars. Uh, the the lost missions, the legacy, the untold stories, whatever you want to call them. Um, You know, I think as with anything, there's a lot that is great, and I think there's a lot that should be revisited Mm -hmm. and and, and rethought about. Um, Maybe nothing to use on Mothman. There's other parts that, you know, maybe it's better off not muddying things and and not having that. I mean, we don't have to have everything. Um, But the beauty of Star Wars is that it's more alive than it's ever been, Um, and, you know, going back to what we talked about as far as headcanon stuff, if you love the Vong, cool. If you love um, the 2003 series, cool. If you like the Dark Horse comics, cool. If you like the New Republic books, cool. Okay? I'm, nobody's trying to take your Star Wars away. Like, it, it's not a war on Star Wars. Um, it's a war on Christmas, but it's not a war on Star Wars. <laughs> um, you know, have the Star Wars and enjoy the Star Wars that makes you happy and gives you joy. Um, and, you know, the beauty of everything right now is... There's so much possibility. Um, there, was much, there was once time talking of any possible Star Wars story was depressing because, well, too bad we'll never get it. 
Mm-hmm. I, I really think there's so many possibilities. So much could happen. Um, and so now um, it's going to take time, but we have all the time in the world. I mean, why do we have to have it all at once? We don't. Exactly. So enjoy what's out there now. Get ready for what's coming and hope for what's not yet. You know? Yeah. I think that it's a good time to be a Star Wars fan. And um, some of these things, reading about them and thinking about them, they get me excited for what is the future. It's cool to look back every now and then, but it's much better to look ahead because, I mean, what's past is past. Um, And so we might get it in the future. Uh, We might get another Moncala story. We might get... Um, you know, a cool bounty hunter series. Who knows? Um, But uh, definitely look ahead to what we do know is coming, and uh, it's exciting. I know a lot of people are talking rumors of stuff, and who knows? But there's definitely a lot of material, a lot of fertile ground for uh, Star Wars moving forward. Uh, And I think we're in good hands. I think think with who we have, uh, both in Star Wars and Lucasfilm and all that stuff, I think we're in good hands. We're in good tiny hands. Good, tiny hands. Um, So uh, let us know what some of your favorite episodes from The Untolds are. Um, Where do you stand on the Yuuzhan Vong? Would you you have liked it? Um, Check out the awesome networks that we are a part of. We are very thankful to Red 5 Network, a family of podcast people. Um, people. If you need more podcast recommendations, not just Star Wars, but Batman and Harry Potter and so much more, um, uh, actually Force of Light podcast just talked about, Star- uh, Stranger Things and I really enjoyed that one because I've yeah. never watched it. So it was a really cool window into it because I like hearing people talk about something I didn't like enough to watch because it makes me actually kind of want to go back. Yeah. So, uh, if you want all kinds of weird geeky stuff to, to listen to in your ears, um. If you want to go tell the, uh, you want to go tell the Pizza and Parsex podcast that pineapple does not go on pizza. Uh, it does, we have, like, the science of it is, yes, but the morning after. Um. <laughs> And that's another episode. Cold pizza. But uh, definitely uh, Red 5 Network. Check them out on Twitter. They're on other media as well, but they're most active on Twitter. Lots of cool podcasts to connect to. And then also our friend Jesse uh, and Game Infinite. Yeah. Um, Game Infinite, again, it's a place not just for Star Wars, but for people that love games and streaming and cosplay and art and so much cool stuff. Um, Game Infinite's a great place. We're glad to be a part of it, and it connects us with so many cool people. And that's the best part about doing this is the people. Um, we also co-manage a Instagram page with Game Infinite called Star Wars Infinite. Just search Star Wars Infinite. We're almost at 200 followers, so it'd be really awesome if you'd go follow if you haven't. If you've got a gram, um, rub that gram dust all over our podcast page Disgusting. or whatever. Uh, follow Jim Capron. <laughs> follow, yes. Give Jim all the love. Also give uh, Rebecca all the love. Jim, Rebecca, and Doug are amazing patrons who make this possible just because they're awesome and support us. Their essence gives us life. Um, yes, and we've just quietly and slowly been siphoning off their force energy. Yeah, um, and their money's also paying for our, our cat's tuition. So uh, thank you so much. Um, if you uh, want to check out that stuff, we do have a Patreon page. It's purely based on the fact of if you like us enough and you're foolish enough with your finances that you want to support us, go do that. Um, you don't know, to waste money. we're we're uh, weird people who love doing what we do, and um, I wish we could give everybody a T-shirt and all this other cool stuff mm-hmm. and amazing product. But you know, Nerd Herder's not built on that. We're just built on having weird, crazy conversations. So that's what our Patreon's about. It's not to say that you just give us money for nothing. Um, 
you know, we, we definitely connect and have opportunities to interact with our patrons. But it is to say that, you know, I mean, if you're in it for the merch, sorry, we don't have it. We do have some cool uh, swag, which you do you do get buttons and stickers um, if you uh, join our Patreon. It's a welcome swag pack. Um, and we're going to have some swag available for our two-year anniversary coming up. But all in all, if you like what we do and think we deserve money for it, Patreon's a place. Um, we'd love if you check it out. And just thank you for putting up with us. Um, if you survived this long, golly, you're strong. Um, <laughs> have a great rest of your day, I guess. Right. Or whatever's left of your day. If this is the first thing starting off your day, man, it's yeah, a strong cup of coffee. <laughs> it's only down from here, guys. Um, you want to go eat burgers? So, yeah, sure. Star Wars burgers. Space Bantha. Bantha burgers. That would be delicious. Do you think it would taste kind of like bison? Probably. Go eat a bison burger. Have a good day, and may the force be with you. Unless you're vegan. <laughs>